Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back to 32 Pants, I'm Alex Chester, and with me as always, Will Winokur. We're done with the 32 Fans in 32 Days, now it's just back to the regular NFL. Will's 31 Fans in 32 Days, we never spoke to a Redskins fan. That, yeah, that's right, we still have not, on the podcast anyway. You're like very OCD, I'm kind of surprised this doesn't bother you more than it, it, it is. Well, I don't understand what's going on with these Washington fans, because we also, of course, we have the 32 Fans pigskin pick'em group and one person joined that group and his uh his name is dan snyder sucks and his team name is i like that so he's clearly a washington fan but we don't know who he is he never contacted us to let us know he was in the pool he never you know paid for the pool he never responded to our myriad emails and posts in on the group i don't even know why you're saying like all right he's clearly accidentally in the pool yeah, so, but I'm just saying, so there's a track record of Washington fans being non-responsive and being irresponsible, and you know, you're saying, why didn't we have one? Well, we tried, but people who are fans of that team are just degenerates, basically. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so what are we doing here? Let's do our power ring. Let's do our power rings for the, uh, for the season, and then we'll do our playoff picks. We'll do power rings and playoff picks. Okay, sure. Yeah, so I've seen, you know, I made my power rankings a, a few weeks ago. Obviously, I've had to make some adjustments since then. Uh, for example, the Vikings, most power rankings I had seen had the Vikings at like 6, 7, or 8 earlier in the season. Now most have them 8, 9, or 10. Um, so a, a slight That's devaluation. in the NFC, the, right? Yeah. Uh, and so I've done something similar. You probably have them like 27th or something, uh, you know, given your uh, your predilections. So, all right, so why don't we start at the bottom, and we'll, we'll go through these teams pretty quickly. We've already discussed all these teams already, so let's run through them. At 32, I have Cleveland, and at 31, I have San Francisco. You have them reversed. So, two worst teams in the league. Uh, we don't need to waste any time talking about them, right? No, except the Niners have no ceiling, and the Browns, like, if for some reason RG3 found the Fountain of Youth, they could be, like, competitive, although not good. But the Niners have no ceiling, because Blaine Gabbert is Blaine Gabbert. Did you see what Colin Kaepernick said today? No, what did he say? He, he said the last time he started a season as the backup, they went to the Super Bowl. Oh, nice. So is he predicting they're going to trade for Alex Smith again? <laughs> Wait, trade for Alex Smith so that they can bench Alex Smith? No, they. well, maybe maybe Alex Smith would bring him to the Super Bowl because Kaepernick's not and Gabbard's not. Well, no, but his point is that he started on the bench behind Alex Smith and then when he got the starting job. Yeah, all right. We've already spent too much time talking about those teams. Uh, then, then at 30 and 29, it's the same thing. We have a flip. Uh, I have Tennessee and 30 at Philly and 29. You have Philly and 30 and Tennessee at 29. You know, Philly, obviously, they gave up the season pretty much when they decided to give up on Bradford and go to Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, the, the only, like, in terms of upside, obviously, you have a rookie and a second-year quarterback. So, you know, Mariota could get exponentially better. But there's just no skill. You know, I mean, I guess Murray-Henry is a pretty decent running back combo. But the receiving core is is an atrocity. I mean, Delaney Walker is good. The you know he's gonna ba- Delaney Walker is basically gonna get your number one cornerback uh, a lot of the time because the receivers are so bad. And um, uh, you know, as far as Philly goes, you know, we haven't seen anything from Wentz that would lead us to believe he's gonna be one of these like superstar rookies. Yeah, uh, he's been quite bad in the preseason. Yeah, the well, rest, he's barely he's barely than played. Golf, also, I th- yeah, I feel golf like has been a disaster. I think um, that Wentz and and we, and we know from Hard Rocks from yeah. hard knocks excuse me that they wanted goff to get the job or at least yeah. become the backup yeah so they can't uh, even they can't even spin it because it's been on tv no in this era the number one quarterback number uh, almost always you know first or second pick almost always gets the starting job it's not 
you yeah, know, the last gonna, time it's not going to bench was, Steve McNair for two years type of thing anymore. Yeah, the last time it happened was Jamarcus Russell. So great group that uh, Jared Goff is in. Right, and he and Russell probably had harder people to beat out than Mannion and Keenum. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember. Did he have Kerry Collins? Who who was on that Oakland? Team? I don't know. It was was it Matt McGloin or something like that? No, the, Matt McGloin was in elementary school then. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. So moving up our list, uh, you have him at twenty-eight. I have him at twenty-seven. The uh, Chicago Bears. Yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a chance the Bears could be like a decent seven to nine, eight and eight team. I, I just see Cutler trending in the completely wrong direction. I am pretty bullish on Kevin White. I think that if they stay healthy, which is a big if, the White Jeffrey combo is good. I don't think losing Forte is a huge deal at this point because he's clearly past his prime. But they just haven't replenished the town on the defense in so long. There's just there's no reason for optimism in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, I think there is, but I think that basically, I think everybody on my list between like 15 and 27 is pretty could move in any direction. I can see the Bears going five and 11, but I could see them going eight and eight as well. Mm-hmm. So the league is pretty top heavy, and then there's just a bunch of mediocre teams. I think that the the bottom four are worse than everybody else. I think Chicago's a bit. Why well, I think the tier is the bottom two to be fair. Yeah, the bottom two and then the next two. That's a tier unto itself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so next, moving up this list, uh, the LA Rams. I have them at 28. You actually have them up at 23. Uh, for me, the reason is very simple. As we just said, Goff is, is a disaster. They have the worst starting quarterback in the NFL this year, uh, whether it's Case Keenum or whether it's Goff or whoever it's going to be right now. Their offense was the worst in the NFC last year. It, it, there's no reason it's going to be any better. They'll have Todd Gurley and that's it. They have no receivers at all. They have no quarterback. And their defense is okay, but there there's a lot of teams with good defenses, and we're going to get to a few of them in a minute. So, And they're in a really tough division. Well, you could so. you could argue that their front seven is special, though. You could argue it's better than just good. Yeah, but their secondary also isn't very good. I think the Rams are going to go 4-12 and 12 this year. So, I mean, Keenum is competent. He's really one of the better backups in no, the league. I understand he's a starter, but yeah. <laughs> he's better than... Did you Sports Illustrated rank the 32 backups? Did you see that article? No. It is like uh, it is a, a real dumpster fire. That it's crazy. They rank Geno Smith the fourth best backup in the NFL. Like there are no good backups right now. Yeah. Well, can we talk about dumpster fires? I ranked my coaches. I put it on Twitter today. Mm-hmm. There's only like eight good coaches in the league. Like I got to nine, ten, eleven. I was like, ugh, these guys are great. But there's coaches. also like, a lot of guys like Adam Gaze might be a really good coach. We don't know yet. Yeah, we don't know yet. That's like Bowles true. went ten and six with a very mediocre team his first year. Maybe he's yeah, a good I, coach. Yeah, I, I think I have. I think I, I kind of like him. I had him slightly above average, I think. Um, yeah, so so that's the Rams. Uh, next on this list is New Orleans. Uh, you have New Orleans at 27. I have him at 21. I just think that this is a team that's gone 7-9 each of the last couple of years, so I still think that's basically what they are. They're about a 7-9 team. Their offense still is really, really good uh, across the board. I mean, 7-9, like that's their aging quarterback has stayed healthy for them to go 7-9. Yeah, and they could. Well, he missed one game last year, I think. So they went seven yeah. and eight when he played. That's yeah. true. They could. They that's a team that could drop to five and eleven also. Well, if he misses just, like a month, they could get the number one pick in the draft. That you know. Yeah, but I just think that their that their baseline is is basically a five hundred team. So I mean, it's a weird thing. It's a weird team to have like super low because you get the Saints on your schedule and you're like, oh man, we got to play Breeze. They're so hard to stop. But I mean, the defense is so historically bad that it, it just yeah. you know it. it there's just no upside to this team. So I, I'm comfortable, yeah. even if they're in every game and end up 8-8, eight and eight, there's no chance they're going to be 12-4. and four. So I'm very comfortable putting them in the 20s. Yeah. All right, so next on our list, we have San Diego. You have I have them at 26, and you have them at 21. So it's the reverse of New Orleans. You like San Diego a bit more, which is funny because I was in a wins pool, and I asked you who I should take towards the end, and, and I said, oh, maybe I'll take San Diego as I picked them to make the playoffs. And you said, oh, no, they're terrible. But uh, you have you think that they could be decent. Yeah, I've been uh, reading up a little more on them. Uh, you know, they were an above-average offensive team last year. Their defense was near the bottom of the league. Some of the uh, like real stat metrics like them to bounce back. The they problem were, is they're the, wor- they're the worst team in their division, for sure. Yeah, the, the, right. There's a couple issues. One, the division is totally is loaded. If the Raiders are even competent, it's a brutal division. I think Melvin Gordon is going to break out, which is one of the reasons why I'm become, as I've like, looked more like he played really well in the preseason. I, you know, I, I think it matters more than, you know, we, we like to believe I, you know, it, 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 the opposite is worse. Like if you stink in the preseason, you almost always stink in the regular season where as if you're good in the preseason, doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be good in the regular season. But I, 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 you know, to me, I think this is a, they're a tough out. You know, they're another team that, that you're like, Oh, we got the charge on our schedule. That's an annoying match, especially even 
you know, you go to San Diego, they have no home field advantage, but they're good on the road. Yeah, um, this next one's kind of blows my mind. Buffalo, I have them at 20. And again, it, I think they could be 13 or 14. It's just everybody in that group is pretty much even. You have Buffalo all the way down to 26. Yeah, you, I just hate the Bills. I, I think they have more talent than any of the other teams we've talked about so far and probably the next few we're going to talk about. But I, I, I think Rex is really on the verge of, of losing the team, losing the locker room. Things could start poorly there. If they had the Jets schedule, Rex would be fired in October 100%. If they had to start with all their good games and they started one and five or something, it would you know it would be over for him. I I like Tyrod Taylor, but I don't totally you know he's taken so few snaps in his career, even if you include last year. Like I don't totally buy that he's just going to become a superstar. Like I'm worried about Watkins staying healthy, and the defense has already suffered two major injuries. Like I don't know, yep. you know, I, I to me they they have so much talent. But where would where would you put? If you were doing your quarterback rankings, where would you put Tyra Taylor? I had him at 24, which is pretty disrespectful given the season he had last year. It's funny because he's like such a good fantasy quarterback, but he's, he's a bad real life quarterback, you know? Well, his his real life stats were incredible last year. It's just that I don't really believe him. No, I'm, I'm not buying it. Like you you think he could improve, which is certainly possible because he has. So, you know, but I, I think you could also make adjustments to Taylor. Uh, you know, their backup situation is as bad as anybody in the league. I mean, EJ Manuel, you know, as we as we know, literally can't play football. So Last if Taylor, who has, a, who has a style uh, and, you know, has never played 16 games in his career, if he gets hurt, you know, EJ Manuel, it's like an automatic loss, basically. Last year, Tyra Taylor statistically was better than Aaron Rodgers, better than Drew Brees, better than Matt Stafford, better than Eli Manning, better than Ben Roethlisberger. Statistically, he was really good last year. Yeah, no, he was good. Yeah. Um, but I, better I just, than Philip Rivers. I'm I'm not buying anything about the Bills. Yeah, apparently not. All right, moving on up. Uh, the next team is one of only two teams that we both had in the exact same spot. That's Atlanta. We both have Atlanta at 22. You know, to me again, Atlanta, Tampa, New Orleans are all teams that are about seven to nine type teams. Atlanta, similar to <laughs> similar to New Orleans and Tampa, they they just they have no defense. No defense. They short up the offensive line, right? They got Mac from Cleveland. I think that's yeah. a big deal. To me, their ceiling is the lowest of those three teams, though, because of the fact that last year they had one of the greatest seasons ever from Julio Jones. Also, only the second time he's played a full season. So they had that. They had Devonta Freeman put up, at least from a fantasy perspective, crazy numbers. And yet still, they were 23rd in offensive DVR. Right. And, and Freeman so they had a bad became def- a pumpkin they had a bad offense. before the season ended. Yeah, but I'm just saying, but they had a bad offense with everything going as well as it could pretty much. Sure, yeah, yeah. So they've added a second and third receiver, which they haven't had. That's true. Remember, they started, they were 5-0 last year. Yeah. And, and, you know, and and then Freeman becomes, you know, like the the new agent Peterson. Uh, I just, I, I, you know, I, I, I mean, is Mohamed Sanu, like, is he going to be the new, uh, you know, is he going to, is he really going to be the new Roddy White on the other side? Like, I'm not buying... Anything the Falcons are selling, the defense is, you know, if it wasn't for the Saints, it would basically be, you know, a free pass. Man, you get to play in the NFC South, and, you know, especially if you're Carolina, who doesn't have to face the Carolina defense, it's a pretty sweet division. Yeah, terrible defenses. Um, The thing is, with all these teams, Atlanta, New Orleans, and, you know, Detroit, Dallas, we'll get to these other teams in the NFC, there's really only five good teams in the NFC. And that's why even, you know, with the Vikings having lost their quarterback, we'll get to that. I just think like who's gonna be who who's gonna take a wild card away from them, and I really don't see anybody. Right. Well, we'll talk about that when we do the playoff game yeah. soon. But it's so uh, it just it still it seems to me that the NFC really is a big drop off at five, which is how it was last year, also frankly, and it's the same five in my opinion. Um, all right, so next we have the Jacksonville Jaguars. I have them all the way about sixteen. You have them down to twenty five. So you think that they stink, but I think that they're a borderline playoff team. So you're not buying it yet. I think the you know the idea of just adding a bunch of free agents and and becoming a good team doesn't work out it doesn't i mean it, it happens it could, you could do it in baseball you know but it, i mean how when was last time a team just like went bananas in free agency and went from being awful to being good overnight uh you know the league has clearly gone away from these old uh players did you see there was a stat in the ringer today uh there was no of no 35 year old offensive lineman played a snap last season in the nfl it's crazy. A snap. Wow. Play, yeah. play to say, every offensive lineman in the NFL was 34 younger. Like, you know, Isn't so Evan Mathis like 35? He must be a lot younger than uh, than he looks. It's a young man's game. It's like you're going to grab these. Uh, no, Evan Mathis is turning 30. He will turn 35 this year uh, if he's still in the league on November 1st. 
this idea that you're going to take these like 30 year olds and, uh, you know, and shore up the team. It's not like they, you know, to me, and I think you agree, Bortles played way above his head. He threw like a dozen touchdowns when they were getting annihilated. You know, he's never, even, even if he improves his play to play play, if that's a thing, you know, uh, uh, this year, like his numbers will still end up being substantially worse. Yep. I have him at the number 20 quarterback. And, you know, we have the Jaguars average as the 20 and a half team. So that's fine. Uh, next, we have the Miami Dolphins. Uh, much like last year, uh, you're all about the Dolphins. You have them at 14, and I am not buying it at all. I have them at 25. It looks like Hadrian start 3 and 1. Like someone has to try and grab the mantle in the AFC East. I think Why? that. No, nobody's not- grabbed it for the last 15 years. Well, Other than the Patriots. Now, but now maybe Brady's gone in this first month. You know, so I feel like someone's got to jump up to a three and one four and zero start, get the cover of Sports Illustrated. To me, the reason why I'm high in the Dolphins, even though I'm obviously not picking them to win the Super Bowl like I did last year, I like some of the offseason moves. You know, Aaron Foster is a no a downside move, even though I think Ayaji will probably end up getting a lot of the carries there. I really like their receiving core. Like, if they get something from Kenny Stills, great, but he's a third receiver. Devontae Parker has been so bad in the preseason. Yeah, Parker has he can't been catch bad. anything. Yeah, but I, I was yeah. I was all about him a month ago. Now yeah, I think uh, I I do think that Jarvis Landry is going to have an absolute star turn this year and become you know like the next great receiver. You know, Mario Williams is another flyer they took on a guy who maybe will give them nothing, but I think in a better system than he was in in Buffalo probably will. You know, he's very motivated to. It seems like he turns it off for a year and then has another good year. Potential for a really big year on the defense. They still have Sue and Cameron Wake. They're I, I just they're not a ton of major holes on this team right now. You know th- that's why that's the type of team that ends up fourteenth. Yeah, you have them. You have them as the seventh best team in the AFC. So you have them just scraped, just missing a playoff spot. I have them as the thirteenth best team in the AFC. I think that they're the only teams that I would be shocked if they made the playoffs. Really are are you know my bottom five: Cleveland, San Francisco, Tennessee, Philly, L.A., and Miami. To me, they're just they're not a playoff team. But, okay, uh, we'll see. All right, so next we have Detroit. Uh, Detroit is uh, similar. You are way bigger on them than I am. I have them at 23. You have them at 14. So I guess you're really buying what they did the second half. Excuse me, you have them at 15, one spot behind the Dolphins. Yeah, I, I, I'm buying the Jim Bob Cooter renaissance for sure. I think that getting the offense away from just throwing the ball to Johnson in the corner. Obviously, you, you know, Johnson wants to come back. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You got to get rid of Calvin Johnson to improve your offense. Get rid- Listen, you said that the Vikings need to get rid of Adrian Peterson, their best player on offense. So that's that's completely different. A receiver doesn't negatively affect how you structure your entire offense. Yeah, no, listen, obviously they'll miss him. But I, I think Tate Marvin Jones is a totally and I, I actually think Eric Ebron might have, a you know, his finally have his breakout year this year. Yeah, um, healthy. I, I, you know, Stafford is still not that old. Like it's not it's not unreasonable that he has a big year this year. Yeah, their defense is terrible also. All right. Uh, next, we have a Dallas at 18 and a half then. But you have Dallas down to 24. So why, why do you hate the Cowboys? Well, I this is think a team Ro- that you thought without you thought with Romo, this team is like a Super Bowl contender. So you just don't trust Dak Prescott, and you think Romo's going to be gone longer than? Oh yeah, Romo's never going to play a full game again in his career. I mean, at oh, this wow. point, he's totally done. He's done. Oh, wow. He's done. So you do not you do not uh, like the fact that I drafted him in my fantasy league as a late round sleeper? Oh, I picked him, but I mean, he's not really a sleeper. You're not you're not even going to be able to roster him the whole year. You're going to have some injury, and you'll be like, I got to cut someone in. Yeah, it's one of those things where you, you can't start him. The guy gets hurt. Well, you're going to start a quarterback, and he's going to get you a third of a point, and then he's going to get injured. You know, he gave me a negative, I think, in one game last year, Romo. All right. So, and um, and you're not buying the rest of this team. Their offensive line is elite. You don't think Dak Prescott can be better than the garbage they got last year at quarterback? Oh, he definitely can be better. I'm just, I, the, I to me, the defense is aging and not particularly exciting. The, the whole team is the offensive line and Des Bryant. I mean, if Ezekiel Elliott stays healthy and becomes Adrian Peterson, then yeah, maybe a dink and dunk Dak Prescott can lead them to ten and six. So I, they have a really high upside, but you know, my twenty four was more me saying, "Oh, Romo has going to have no bearing on this team this year." So we have Dallas at eighteen and a half. We have Washington at eighteen because we both pick them at eighteen, and uh, Washington is in a four way tie at eighteen. With and quickly, Washington, it, we basically we don't really buy last year because you know they didn't beat a single team with a winning record all year, right? Right. Yeah. No, they stink. Yeah. Um. So they're in a four way tie with the Jets and the Baltimore Ravens and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So the Jets, I have at seventeen, you have at nineteen. So you know we're pretty much in. A but I think there. the Jets are much better. There aren't eighteen teams better than the Jets. The problem is the Jets play like six really good teams to start the season. 
and yeah. I, you know that just yeah their, sch- their schedule's brutal and also they got they got the most they possibly could out of Fitzpatrick last year it's only gonna get worse it's it can only get uh, worse he has the he yeah. had the most dropped interceptions health last year was was pretty impeccable and they also have zero guys who are gonna make the 53 man roster on the IR so you know they literally have zero injuries right now on the entire team uh you know dating back to the entire summer I I I can't unless they have the world's best training staff, which I would really doubt. I, this it can't stay this way for long. Yeah, and then uh, Baltimore is the opposite. I have them at nineteen. You have them at seventeen. To me, Baltimore is sort of like the Bears a couple of years ago in the sense that because of the franchise's reputation, people still think they have a better defense than they do. Their defense is old and bad. Their offense. I mean, they they cut their starting running back and then signed him again the next day. You know, Joe Flacco had a terrible season last year, even when he was healthy. They don't. Their best receivers, Kamara Aiken. I mean, this team really has nothing. I, I think even nineteen might be too high for me on the Ravens. Yeah, I, I just don't know what to do with them. Like Flacco comes back, plays great, is healthy. That's fine. But who's he throwing the ball to? Who's running the ball? You know, who who's the next like star or stars on the Ravens defense? But again, like you have the Ravens. You're the Viking. You're a Vikings fan. You have the Ravens on your schedule. You're like, oh shoot. You know, that's a good team. No, I'm not like that. I'm like, oh, that's an easy one. All right, uh, and and then they the fourth team. And then the fourth team we have tied at 18. And this is you have three insane rankings. And this is one of your three insane rankings. Uh, I have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at 24. Again, I have them at the same spot as New Orleans and Atlanta. They're all basically the same. You have uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a playoff team. So what the hell is going on with you and the and the Bucks? Yeah, the Bucks are good. James it's Winston. funny because <laughs> on our on our NFC South podcast, I actually made that proposal to our Bucks fan, and he said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "The Bucks are a five and eleven team." So, you, you uh, tell me why you, uh, the Bucks fan and me and everyone else is wrong? Yeah, because James the, Winston's taken over the league this year. All right, you're a post hype sleeper. Because last year the Bucks had some uh, hype, and they uh, did not live up to it. You're a Dirk Cutter believer. Uh, yeah, I, I I like Cutter. I like um, you know I, I I like the the offense with Winston. I, you know, I think they're just a much better team than Atlanta and New Orleans in their division, and they're you know going to be a very strong contender for that wild card spot. Look, um, I, you know, I don't agree with you in your support of Jameis Winston off the field. I'll agree on the field. I do like him also. I, I think I think the Bucks can go like eight and eight this year, but I just I think what is their ceiling? Nine and seven, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I just have a hard time seeing them as a team that can get to double digit wins and can uh, nag a wild card spot. I mean, their so ceiling is Jameis Winston's the MVP this season. <sighs> All right. Uh, what are the odds on that one in Vegas? You should uh, put a little future on that. Let's right? do it. I'll put them on right now. What's it like? I would the guess. The problem is they what? hate him. They hate him too. 150, much. To, 150 to one. Um, yeah. Okay. So the next we have the Indianapolis Colts with coming in at uh, at an average ranking of 17. I have them at I have them at 14. So you have them down to 20. Yeah, you're the one who always says that the you know 2 to 52 the worst team in the league. So, uh you know, that I guess that's yeah, understood. Yeah, they did I, nothing to change that this year. They probably yeah. except get worse probably. All right. So now we got a big jump in our in our ranking. So again, so Indy's average is 17 with a 14 and a 20. And then we jump three and a half points. Next is Oakland. Oakland I have at 11 and you have at 16. So to me, Oakland, Oakland, Denver, KC are all pretty similar. Uh, KC's the best team in that division, but o- o- Oakland is really a, a team that could make the playoffs. You're not really buying it. You have them down at 16. Again, you have them behind teams like Miami and Detroit. So what's with the Oakland hate? That's the bandwagon team this year for sure. Yeah, no, the Oakland, Oakland, I mean, Jacksonville is sort of a bandwagon team, but more of like, oh, this team could finally go eight and eight bandwagon, whereas the, people think the Raiders couldn't make the playoffs. Listen. Anyone could win this division. Like, if Simeon is atrocious and, you know, Paxton Lynch isn't ready, maybe the Broncos can't win it. And then it's, you know, the Chiefs are probably the best team, but they're not that dominant that it would be impossible for Oakland or, Kansas, or, Oakland or San Diego to jump them. I'm not buying the defense as a, as a whole unit is ready to be like this top five defense in the NFL. And, I'm um, you know, dating back to last year, neither of us are David Carr fans, so... Yeah, he was the 15th best quarterback in the league last year. So he was good. You know, he wasn't as good as some of the hype, but he was better than, you know, Blake Bortles, you know. Well, and, and some of the, two years some ago, of you thought he was the worst quarterback in the league. So he yeah. went from the worst well, to de- average in oh, one year. Sure. That's and, not yeah, bad. He, de- he definitely proved wrong. He is sort of, I guess, where Ryan Tannehill was at this time last year. And then Tannehill took a step back. Let's see if Carr can take a step forward. Uh, next on our list, and I'm surprised with this high, is the Giants. Uh, the Giants come in at 12 and a half. I have them at 15, which is even generous. Uh, you love the New York Giants. You have them as a playoff team for sure. You have them in the top 10. Yeah, I mean, their defense last year was atrocious. Just terrible. 
Yeah. Uh, I think why, the defense going to be any better. Well, they, you know, the agents? defensive line. Yeah, the defensive line is you know Vernon and Harrison are legitimate players. I, you know, Janoris Jenkins is a, is an NFL cornerback. And and they were a below average offense. You know, they went six and 10, which is awful, but they were a below average offensive team. So now you're adding McAdoo's in charge. Coughlin was lost. And McAdoo was there last year. It's the same offense. Eli, as we said on the 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 podcast, Eli has gotten worse six consecutive years. And at the age of 35, he's suddenly going to reverse that. Yes. At the age of 35, he's suddenly going to reverse that. I mean, th- th- this team, they ha- who's their second receiver? Sh- Shepard, this rookie. Their running game is terrible. Their offense is basically throw it up to Odell Beckham Jr. That's it. By the way, 24 teams in the NFL would take that offense. <laughs> and every yeah. owner. The the only thing the Giants have going for them is that they're in the worst division in football, again, or, or at least the worst division in the NFC. And somebody's got to win that division at 9-7. and seven, And the Cowboys, you know, might it might not be them because of Romo, so we'll see. Again, the somebody, AFC South might be worse than the. Than yeah, I think. That, yeah, I can hear an argument either way. All right, okay. So the next on our list, uh, we have the Vikings. I have them at number nine, which is like Grantland had them, or excuse me, the Ringer moved them down to number nine. ESPN moved them down to number nine. I moved them down to number nine as well. You moved them all the way down to thirteen. So here's the thing. Last year, this is a team that went eleven and five. Mm-hmm. This is a team. You they spent went the whole gr- year trying to sell me that Teddy Bridgewater is the reason they're such a good team. He's the well, most no, no, underrated no. player in NFL history. He's well, the no, most no, accurate the, quarterback since, yeah, you know, but, but sliced was, bread. No, but the no, but last year And now he's no. gone. It's like, "Oh, no big deal. It's okay no, we well, lost." No, it, it is. Last year he was an average quarterback. The hope for him is that he was 22 years old and that Russell Wilson when he was an average quarterback and had a great defense, he went to the Super Bowl, but the next year he was going to take a step forward in the offseason he was great, in the preseason he was incredible. The hope this year was that he was going to take a big step forward, which is why they were going to jump. Ironically, he literally can't take any steps now. <laughs> That's true. But but hold on. So last year, with basically an average quarterback, they were 11-5. and five. They went into Green Bay and won. They went into Arizona without their three best players and lost on the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. They played Seattle in a game that, you know, but for a missed 27-yard field goal, they would have won. Played Denver they went, they, they went into Denver, also lost on the last play of the game. Mm-hmm. So last year, I don't think they were as good as the best teams in the league, but they showed the ability to play with all the best teams in the sure. league. And so the hope, obviously, was this year that Teddy takes the next step and they take the next step. Now, their ceiling is much lower. But to me... Sam Bradford, and I don't like Sam Bradford, you know, I think in my quarterback rankings, I'm like 26, which is obviously lower than I would have had Teddy. But to me, Sam Bradford has the potential to be an average quarterback. He can do, he can't do what Teddy was going to do this year. Average but he can meaning do it. 16th best? The point no, is because yeah. he's going to be a below average quarterback this year. Well, but again, but Teddy last year. In There's my, a chance he's the worst quarterback this year, other than maybe the rookies. Well, Sean. Well, here's the thing. Sean Hill also. Sean Hill is one of the best backups in the league. Yeah, no. Sean Hill is and, one of the best. Yeah, backups. it's a and it's a bit disappointing. That's why I'm against the trade that they gave so much up for Bradford. Well, do Obviously, you think this, is it? I mean, have they announced the Bradford starting opening day? No, they 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 are not going to announce the starter for week one. But the fact that it's it should be Sean Hill and it shouldn't be close. But then well, again, they just I mean, is Brad, first of all, is Bradford smart? Like, is he gonna is he gonna know the playbook right away? He's, or he's he's supposed to be smart. Uh, the biggest negative he has going for him is that he looks like uh, George W. Bush, which is uh, you mm-hmm. know is not is not a positive sign for his intelligence. He's definitely smart. Okay. Well, no, that was the, I've always thought George W. Bush had the same tough luck because they both him and Bradford both sort of look like Curious George. When you look like sort of like a like a like a cute little monkey people sort of underrate your intelligence i think bradford is a smart guy so back so here's the thing the vikings obviously think that they're still a super bowl team they they gave up an enormous cost for sam bradford but even if they're not again who's who's gonna be the other wild card in the nfc well we'll get there in a minute <laughs> okay so um yeah so you have them down at 13 i have them at number nine next we have kansas city i have kansas city at seven you have them at 11 to me they're the best team in this division um obviously you disagree yeah, you know, you spent a lot of last year selling me on Andy Reid, and now I'm back on the Reid ba- bandwagon. Uh, and also, like, Alex Smith is getting super old, too. It is possible he starts regressing, and that would be really bad for them. Um, but I think the defense could be nasty. And, uh, you know, they... By the way, back, back, back to the Vikings for one second. Uh, on my coach rankings, I was shocked I did this, but I had Zimmer all the way up to number three. I love Mike Zimmer. Oh, that's beyond idiotic. Okay, so There's where nothing, would you have? Mike Zimmer might end up being, like, better than all, every coach except for... Uh, you know, Belichick and uh, hopefully Todd Bowles. But, um, the, you know, the it's way too early. That's a homer pick to have him three. It's absurd. Well, I mean, it's, it's based on what he's done for each of the last two years. It's based on how... Two years. You know, two years. Yeah. How, you can't put him he, above Andy Reid based on two seasons. He, well, he took over a 3-13 and 13 team, and within two years, they were 11-5. and five. Mm-hmm. Andy, Andy Reid has a longer track record. The difference is that Andy Reid has a huge, massive hole, which is 
his you know the mistakes that he makes the in-game decision making obviously mm-hmm. the, the challenges and the and the going forward and the clock management zimmer doesn't have that zimmer has been aggressive on fourth downs he mm-hmm. he's been very good at clock management so yeah. i agree he's, i you. mean he's not a better coach than mike tomlin yet or john or, or john harbaugh it's absurd yeah so i so i well harbaugh's team went four and 12 last year so harbaugh yeah, harbaugh's big, team had like the worst injury luck in the history of the nfl why are you talking yeah. about last year so i actually had tomlin three and zimmer four and then i thought about it and i thought i've always loved tomlin and been jealous of the fact that the steelers got him when he was the vikings d coordinator but then i thought about it. would i rather have tomlin as my coach and zimmer and the answer is honestly no because again tomlin makes horrible in-game decision making all the time he does he makes a lot of good decisions like being aggressive with you know going for it on on yeah uh, but he's made, and even like like Bruce Arians is an example. Bruce Arians was a disaster in the playoffs last year. He should have cost his team that game against the Packers. The, the the fact that the Packers got off those two Hail Marys consecutively and got that game into overtime, Bruce yeah. Arians should have been fired on the spot. Mike yeah. McCarthy is in there's so by the way, many that's guys, that's what Chester would do if he was the owner. He'd just fire a lot of people on the spot. It'd be like George just, Steinbrenner without the winning. There's so many coaches who are just make so many obvious glaring errors. Yeah. And I don't know. I, Zimmer hasn't made any mistakes yet. Okay. So comparing Bridgewater's injury to the death of his wife maybe that was a mistake (laughs) (laughs) all right so we've Kansas City uh next we have Houston so as I said you have three insane rankings Tampa Bay is pretty insane Houston is the most insane I have Houston at 12 which is more or less where most people have them they're about a nine and seven team you have Houston at five you think Houston's a Super Bowl contender Houston uh, yeah. above Arizona, Cincinnati, yeah. Green well, Bay. Well, I don't think they're better than Arizona, but I think just you, well, you, you ranked them higher. Given their position in a weak AFC that I think they're going to win, I think that their path is much easier than say an Arizona's. Yeah, but power rankings aren't who's going to win. It's power rankings is who's a better team right now. Who's oh, a wait, you team? get to decide what my power rankings are based on. I forgot you, you didn't send this. That, that's what a power ranking is. Your prediction. So then, why are we doing power rankings and predictions? You're just doing them as the same. So your power rankings are your predictions. That's what you're saying. Listen, it doesn't matter what's in your heart. It matters what's going to happen. All right. So you don't care that J.J. Watt's injured and isn't even ready to play yet. And he's the uh, Oh, he's case. ready. An, a J.J. <laughs> Watt at 80% Brock... is still like the fourth best player in the NFL. Okay. You don't care that Brock Osweiler has shown absolutely nothing, that he lost a job to Peyton Manning, who was the worst quarterback in the NFL last year. Oh, he didn't lose that job. He deserved that job. <laughs> Uh, Osweiler's uh, going to throw it up to Andre Hopkins like like an Eli to you know Odell situation. Hey, from your mouth to my fantasy team's ears. Braxton but, Miller is going to make uh, you know super fan Robbie very upset when he catches like ten touchdowns this year. Houston at number five is absolutely batshit crazy. E- even our Texans fan wouldn't do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Even the mayor of Te- even Bob McNair wouldn't do that. That's that's your craziest pick. Um, and you have one more crazy pick to come. But uh, Houston, I have a twelve. That's pretty. Oh, favorable. I might make the, a crazier pick later. Wait, just you oh, wait. Just yeah. you right. wait. Okay, so next we have a tie. Uh, tied at seventh and a half. We have Pittsburgh and Green Bay. I have Green Bay at six. You completely disrespect them. Uh, you have them down at nine. I have Pittsburgh at eight. You have them at seven. So we're pretty even on Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh basically has no defense whatsoever. No. Ben Roethlisberger. But, P- continue- but Pittsburgh's ceiling is win the Super Bowl this year. If the defense somehow ends up being a league average defense. Yeah, and- Roethlisberger continues to be the most overrated player in the NFL. Sure, Martavis but, but if he stays healthy... Year. With the best running back and the best receiver, they're still yeah. winning the Super Bowl. Well, but Bryant's out the whole year. Le'Veon Bell is out three games to start, and who knows if he can stay healthy. Their defense is they so bad. They grow Martavis Bryant's on trees, Chester. All right, look, Pittsburgh, we have a 7-8. We don't disagree. Why is Green Bay all the way down at number nine for you? Yeah, I'm very nervous about Rodgers last year. I don't buy that, you know, oh, you know, Nelson was gone, and they just got nothing out of Cobb and nothing out of, uh, you know, the Abadarises and the, all you know, these other clowns. Because other than Nelson coming back, those are the guys he's throwing to again this year, assuming Nelson even stays healthy. I was very, I'm concerned about the line, especially cutting Sitton, who was one of the best players in the league last year, because they have such an aversion to free agency or spending money on, you know, anyone who's not a quarterback, basically. He's got to come out and show me, you know, Aaron Rodgers got to prove it to me. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, they he went said this is the biggest year left. of his career. They went 10 and 6 last year. That includes the miracle win over the Lions. Yeah, that's a night at the- seven. Yeah, they only made it as far as they did in the playoffs because of the fact that they lucked by losing to the Vikings at home in Week 17. They lucked into playing Washington instead of Seattle. Yeah, now they did play a close game against a really good Arizona team in the playoffs. They should not have been in that game at the end. That was insane. No, but it was also. still a close game. Even if even that play yeah. gets knocked down, they still lose by seven. Yeah, yeah. So I just think nine is too low. Aaron Rodgers, you got to assume is back to being the best quarterback in the NFL. You don't think so? So where would you have Aaron Rodgers on your quarterback rankings? I had him number one. Well, to me, it's when Rodgers was historically great. They still weren't making the Super Bowl these last bunch of years. Now he slips to just like really, really, really good. Well, but they're having great record. They went 15 and one in 2011. Yeah. They went 12 and four in 2014. Yeah. You know. But they're a flawed team. 
Like the defense is not the type, you know, they can't get stops in the playoffs. I mean, they uh, have a very good defense. I think. And and I hate Mike McCarthy and, and he's a garbage coach and you should hate him too. He's terrible. He should have been yeah. fired seven years ago. It's absurd that he's still there. He should, he should be demoted to offensive coordinator. Yeah. So where? So what's the answer? So where would you have Aaron Rodgers if you're ranking quarterbacks right now? Mm, I, I mean, can I rank Brady? Yeah. Who would you? Okay. You'd rather. So you have Brady over Rodgers. Uh, Russell Wilson or Rodgers? Who do you have? I I I think I'd rather have Rodgers, but you could definitely talk me into Wilson. Right. Cam Newton but, or Rodgers? No, I I think it's Rodgers two, Wilson three, Newton four. I, I do think he's still number two, but. I just don't think it's as big, you know, it's the same number one or number two that he was a few years ago. All right. Okay, next on our list, and this is the third of your crazy rankings, uh, is the Denver Broncos. I have the Broncos at 10, which is actually a little higher than a lot of people have them. I've seen them mostly at 11 or 12. Okay. You have the Broncos at four. Yeah. So you you think the Broncos are just, is in fact, better than last year, because at no point really until the playoffs, obviously, were they the fourth best team in the league last year. Mm-hmm. And then here's the craziest part. We did our, our guest, the spreads this week. You guessed that the Broncos, who you have as the fourth best team in the no, NFL. No, but I know who's good. I'm just guessing who the dummies out there are going to think. So it's okay. not related. You had the Broncos as the fourth best team in the NFL, and you thought that they're 10 points worse than the Carolina Panthers. Well, the Panthers are out for blood. <laughs> and by the way, here's where I mentioned the fact that, uh, if it's not a surprise based on that, uh, this week I beat you 12 to 5. And uh, your worst guesses were actually, as I said, the Denver-Carolina game I just mentioned. And then you actually thought the Titans were favored against the Vikings and the Giants would be favored against the Cowboys. So you really don't uh, like teams whose uh, starting quarterbacks have been injured. Yeah, I would, I would have figured that Vegas would be very panicked about the Vikings quarterback situation. Yeah, and they are. That's why they're only favored by two against one of the worst teams in the NFL. Yeah, watch Mariota shred that disgusting defense. <laughs> yeah, so why do you have Denver number four with Trevor Simeon at quarterback? Okay, they won the Super Bowl last year with like the worst quarterback in NFL history. Well, okay. They lost at least two or three of their key contributors on defense. Mm-hmm. They lost two guys in the defensive line. Akeem Talib is suspended for shooting people. <laughs> their offense, you know, their their running game is probably worse. Trevor Simeon is a seventh round pick. We know nothing about. Right. Uh, hopefully, and, he's, hopefully he's as bad as Peyton. He could be worse. Right. I think. But pa- but Paxton Lynch will come in midseason. He'll be fine. Uh, there. Th- th- here's the thing. Their defense is unblockable. If you can't block their front seven, then unblockable during the regular season. Again, they weren't that great during the regular season. No, they weren't. All right. Maybe they're terrible. I don't know. We'll see. No, to be honest, when we started this about a month ago, I was surprised that most people had the Broncos as low as they did. Uh, and then I sort of became convinced. But um, yeah, so you're still high on the Broncos. You have number four. So next on our list, we have Cincinnati. Cincinnati, I have at number five. You and by the way, you're number- making it seem like they were blo- like they were easily the best defense in the NFL, even in the regular season. So I don't. I yeah, don't but, you but, know. Yeah, but, but the team wasn't, you know. All right. They, they, were, they were good defense. They weren't historically great. That was really in the playoffs that they did that. All right, uh, they, so were the, have, they were a top 10 uh, DVOA since it's been recorded in the regular season, all time. Defense. Yes. And that's about, what, 15 years? So they're, like, no, majority it's, tw- the- it's uh, 26 years. Oh, it is? Oh, Eighth in the last 26 years. I don't know. Your math is, is idiotic. All right. I, I didn't realize DVOA went back 26 years. Wow. It's almost as old as we are. All right. Okay. So next we have Cincy. I've met five. Move them down at eight. This is why I remind you that they, when Andy Dalton went down, he was the best quarterback in the NFL at the yep. time, and they had the best yep. record in the NFL at the time. They, but when he went down, it was still the regular season, right? Yeah. I mean, the co- I hate the coach. The, with the possible exception of Arizona, are they the most solid, well-rounded team in the NFL? Absolutely. But to me, this is, you know, me rank, if it was just regular season potential, then they'd be one or two or three. But, you know, I just don't believe that they could get it done in the playoffs. I think... It's yeah, this, they're this, they're the perfect team to play right now. They're the perfect team to play like a Washington and blow them out the door, you know. But when but when you get to a team that's similarly good, except their quarterback actually plays well in big games, they're going to lose to those teams. So just to be clear, it's September eighth, two thousand sixteen, right now. But you are making your power rankings for January of twenty seventeen. What am I supposed to make them for the preseason? I mean, you're, you're, you're making them as of right now. Where teams rank right now? Right now, who do you think is the best team? Yeah, not the right Bengals. now. You think Bengals? Houston is a you think Houston is a better team than Cincinnati right now? I mean, don't they beat them in the playoffs every year? <laughs> not last year. All right, okay. So next we have Arizona coming in at number four. You have them down at six. I have them up at number two. So why Arizona also worse than Denver, worse than Houston? Why yeah, is Arizona I just think worse? I, I you know I'm still so troubled by the Carolina loss last year. To me, it just shows they have a ceiling. Like if you, like they didn't get beat. They, you know, they got like sent back to 2010. And yeah, even does if Carson that, Palmer have a little bit of Jake DeLome in him, it's possible. It's not just Jake DeLome. Like he's a guy who never stayed healthy his whole career. There's no way he's staying healthy. And he's 8,000 years old. 
yeah. and they don't have a backup plan. They're in trouble. All right, so I have him up at number two. Uh, but Listen, yeah, if he, if he gets uh, injured. Their, their A game is better than every A game except maybe three teams, maximum, maybe zero teams. But, uh, you know, if Palmer goes down, they miss the playoffs. All right, next we have the Patriots. I've met four, you've met three. We both agree that the best team in the AFC still, obviously. Yeah, just tread water, go two and two until Brady comes back, and I'd put him right back at number one. Yep. All right. Okay. Uh, and then at number two, we have Carolina. I've met three, actually. You've met two. So you think there's no sort of the typical Super Bowl loser hangover at all? Obviously not, because you think they're going to go into Denver and destroy them tonight. Oh, yeah. They're going to go into Denver and destroy them tonight. Yeah. I, I think uh, Trevor Simeon's not ready for that uh, that defense. All right. And then the uh, number one team on both of our rankings, uh, surprisingly, is the Seattle Seahawks. Not surprisingly. Well, I, it is because I think they underachieved the... last year greatly. I think statistically they were dominant on both sides of the ball. Russell Wilson yeah, they, still they, probably they getting a little no, better. They were number one in DVOA. Yeah, but they, offense they and still, defense, no? They have the worst offensive line in the league. Coming. They have the worst offensive line in the league. Mm-hmm. Their offense, as we saw like against that Vikings game, and sure it was cold, but their offense really, because they don't have much of a running game and because they really don't have great receivers, their offense is completely Russell Wilson. Right, so when you play Denver in the Super so Bowl, you're going to have a big problem getting moving the ball. But until then, I feel like they'll be okay. All right, so is that your Super Bowl pick? No, Can I'm just go- saying based on what you're saying. Like, who, who's, who's, you know, yes, they had a lot of problem with a, an amazing Minnesota defense playing at home in the winter at their absolute apex. Below zero. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I feel like if you could recreate that every week, they'd be in trouble. If you get to play the Niners twice a year, I feel like they'll be okay. All right, so let's uh, let's get to our playoff predictions then. Okay. So so starting the AFC, or the NFC. Where are we starting? Okay, we've got we've spent the entire podcast. You start with the AFC. You start with the you start with the NL and the AFC. That's how it goes. Why? Because that's where your teams play. Yeah. Exa- no, no you can start with no. The, it's the AL and the AFC. It's alphabetical. You start with the East. In in basketball and in hockey, no. I think if anything, I think you start with the MLS. NFC, the NFC and the NL because those that's the like the other one is the upstart. That's the newer league, you know. The NFC is the original NFL. The AFC showed up in the sixties. So, but we'll start in the AFC. That's fine. So, I have uh, my number one seed. I have as the Cincinnati Bengals. I think they'll go thirteen and. Would three. you want to go who wins the divisions, and then we'll make All our right. wild card picks? Sure. So I have fine. So I have division winners. I have Cincy, New England, Houston, and. Uh, I'll say Denver. I, I I should say Kansas City, but I'll say Denver for right now. Yeah, I think Houston runs away with that one. I'm obviously picking Cincy. Oh, hold on. When I say I have Houston, I have Houston at 8-8. Eight eight. I have Indian Jacksonville at 8-8. Eight eight. I have a three-way tie. Oh, okay. Uh, New <laughs> they're, England. They're running away with the tiebreaker. Cincy. Houston and Denver for me. Oh, so we agree on all four shit. All right. And then my wild cards are clearly Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Although Oakland, I have a 9-7 and seven also. I could see them sneaking in. What about you? Tell me we have at least one different team making the playoffs in the AFC. Well, who would you pick, Oakland and KC? No, I have Pittsburgh and KC. I have Oakland at 9-7, and seven, losing a tiebreaker. I have the exact same six teams making the playoffs as last year, which never happens. Uh, so you have Pittsburgh and Kansas City. I definitely have Pittsburgh, my number seven team. You're not going to like zero. this. Yeah. But I'm, I'm going with the same. We're going to have the same six AFC teams making the playoffs. Yeah, so we each think the exact same six teams that made the playoffs last year made the playoffs this year. That never happens, so we're 100% wrong. And no, it's going to happen. All, I'm telling you right now, all six teams making the playoffs again. To me, again, I have Houston Indian Jacksonville all at 8-8, eight and eight, so any of those teams could win that division. I think they all stink. Uh, Oakland, I have also losing a tiebreaker. I could see them making the playoffs. So I think it's very close uh, between you know those that group of teams. But yeah, mm-hmm. by coincidence, I have... All right, so hopefully we have a little different in the NFC. Uh, again, to me in the NFC... I have the exact same teams as last year, other than I have the uh, NFC East garbage winner uh, different. I have Green Bay and Carolina getting buys. Even though I have Arizona and Seattle as the two best teams, I think mm-hmm. that uh, Green Bay has the easy schedule in the NFL, so I think they'll get a buy, especially that Vikings uh, you know, losing Bridgewater Hubs because instead of two tough games there, they should be able to win definitely one, if not both of those. Carolina also easy schedule. I have Arizona and Seattle uh, beating up on each other, but they'll both probably win maybe 11 or 12 games. I have the Cowboys winning that garbage division at nine and seven, or eight and eight. The Giants will also be eight and eight or nine and seven. So if I'm wrong, it's a tiebreaker. I don't know. And then I have the Vikings as the second wild card, just because I don't see anybody else as a second wild card right now. Yeah, I have uh, Seattle, Carolina, Green Bay, and the Giants, and obviously Arizona is that fifth spot. But my sixth spot is not going to Minnesota uh, or Detroit. It's going to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. 
Yeah. So you think the Buccaneers are the big beneficiaries of the Teddy Bridgewater injury? Yes. I think you could probably even connect the dots and there's some sort of conspiracy theory there. <laughs> All right. So uh, so we really do not have a lot of differences. Our only difference is who wins the garbage NFC East and you think Tampa Bay sneaks into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's get to our playoff predictions. What happens in the playoffs? All right. Uh, so the AFC, uh, my buy teams are um, New England and Houston. Houston? Oh, yeah. I forgot. You haven't met the – that's crazy. Yeah. New England and Houston. So then I have uh, I have uh, Cincy at three, Denver at four, the Steelers Wait, at but you five. Have Denver, you, have, you have Denver as the fourth best team in the NFL, that they're, and they're the worst division winner in the NFL. Well, they have a much harder division. But that, but you before said you don't care about that, and that's why you had Houston all, right. all the way to, never Listen, don't get I, you. You know I haven't slept in like thirty <laughs> hours at least. We're doing this. It's oh, nine in the morning. I haven't slept, and you're trying to ask me to do logic here. Okay, so Broncos beat the Chiefs. I have the Chiefs beating the Broncos. Okay. Oh, we got the same games. Yeah, and then Houston Pittsburgh. Oh, you have Houston with the bye. I have Pittsburgh beating Houston. But you have Pittsburgh facing who is it? Cincy. Cincy, and I have Pittsburgh beating Cincy. Oh, you still hate Cincy. All right. So still no uh, playoff win for Andy Dalton. No, no playoff win for Andy Dalton. Whoever's playing okay. that week, because Dalton okay. probably be hurt. And All then right. I have Pittsburgh going to New England, and I'll have New England winning that game. I have New England beating Pittsburgh also in the divisional round. And then I have the Texans playing, De- so Denver-Houston, and I'm going to have Houston beating Denver. All right. So I have Cincinnati beating Kansas City in that game. So I have Cincy against New England in the AFC title game, and you have New England against Houston in the AFC Correct. title game. Correct. Okay. I have the Cincinnati Bengals going to the Super Bowl. Wow. I don't know. Should I also have the Patriots lose? This is hard. This is where I got too cute last year. Um, Dolphins pick. Listen, they made the playoffs with nobody, and now they got the great Osweiler. No, but I'm going to say the Patriots. I feel like, uh, you know, Brady, it'll be good for Brady to only play the 12 games. Like right, it was so good for Manning. So Zach Sosna, you heard I'm on your side. I have Andy Dalton winning his first and second ever playoff games, taking his team to the Super Bowl. And Akiva, the homer, has uh, back with the Patriots, as per usual. All right, let's get to the NFC. Mm-hmm. So uh, NFC, I have, as I said, I have the buys going to Green Bay and Carolina. So I have Arizona and Seattle winning in the first round against the uh, the Vikings and Cowboys. Yeah, I have Carolina actually as the one seed, even though the Seahawks were my number one of the power rings, just because, you know, the Seahawks have to contend with the Cardinals. Yeah. Same, yeah. Um so the Panthers and the Seahawks are my two, and then I have the Packers at three, Giants four. They'll play the Cardinals at five, and the Bucks at six. I have the Bucks beating the Packers in the first round of the playoffs. Whoa. The Bucks, Jameis Winston winning a playoff game, and I have um, the the Cardinals annihilating the Giants in uh, yeah, in New York. All right. So now in the next round, I have Seattle going into Green Bay and winning. I have Arizona going into Carolina and losing. So I have Seattle and Carolina matching up in the NFC title game. Yeah, I have the Panthers, you know, absolutely committing atrocities against the Bucs. Oh, Jameis' run comes to an end. Yeah, Jameis' run uh, definitely comes to an end. And then the Cardinals Seahawks. So I'm going to say the Seahawks win that game. And it's Seahawks-Panthers in the NFC Championship game. All right, so I have the same thing. I have Seattle going into Carolina and winning. What about you? Yeah, I, I I have you know it's I'm in Seattle, Carolina, but I think I have to pick Carolina there, twenty four twenty three. Okay, so you have Carolina and the Patriots in the Super Bowl. Correct. I have Seattle and Cincinnati in the Super Bowl. Yeah, <sighs> I'm gonna give the Super Bowl championship to the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, ridiculous! Never gonna happen. <laughs> Marvin Lewis raising the trophy. Yep, I'm gonna pick the the uh, Carolina Panthers to beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl, thirty one to seventeen. By the way, in my quarterback rank, in my coach rankings, excuse me, I had Marvin Lewis at 15. And even that I thought was a little bit low. Because again, you, not that I like Marvin Lewis, but you look at these coaches. I mean, who, who, Gary Kubiak, Bill O'Brien. Gary Kubiak's won a Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy's won a Super Bowl. You're telling me Marvin Lewis can't win a Super Bowl? Oh, he could win a Super Bowl. Not with that team, though. <laughs> All right. So so there you have it. Those are our predictions for this week. Uh, everybody enjoy football. It's finally back tonight. We have the Carolina Panthers, who Akiva thinks will win the Super Bowl, and they are starting that that uh, march in Denver, where Akiva thinks they're going to blow out the Broncos tonight, right? Yeah. And also, you know, people, I guess, just to give them like a taste of what we're going to be doing for the, you know, when the season starts, like the core of our podcast, what are we going to be doing? So we'll we'll get back every like we did last year. We'll do the podcast probably on Monday or Tuesday early in the week. I think we should recap. do it as early as possible. I feel like there's a niche to like if we had this bad boy up Monday morning, that would be perfect. 
Monday morning. All right, so so we got to record Sunday night then. Sunday night or very early Monday morning or something, yeah. Okay, yeah, maybe we can do something like that. Uh, you know, we're going to continue to guess our spreads as we did last year against mm-hmm. uh, Bill and Cousin Sal. As I said, this this week I beat you 12 to 5. I haven't listened to them yet, so I don't know what they did yet. We'll also recap our NFL uh, 32 fans Pick'em League. No, right? we're not going to recap the Pick'em League. Well, we're not going to go through everybody every week, but, you know, we'll, we'll acknowledge it. Nah, we might not even acknowledge it. <laughs> like, once in a while, but I don't think we need to talk about it every week. It's absurd. Yep. Nobody uh, cares put- about your fantasy league. If I put this podcast up before uh, Thursday night's game tonight, which hopefully I will, uh, and if you're listening to this, you still have a chance. We want to get a couple more people. We're at 26 people in the pool, I think. The goal is, should we go? Should we aim for 32? 32 fans in, uh, yeah, in the 32, 32 fans pool? Yes, yes. Yeah, so join the pool. Tweet at me or Akiva if you want to get in or send us an email. It's uh, alexanderchester at gmail.com. Pretty straightforward. All you got to do is you pick a winner or a loser of any every game every week in the NFL. Not against the spread, just straight winners and losers. Nice and easy. Uh, you can go up against me, Akiva, Superfan Robbie, a whole bunch of our other listeners, a few of our former po- uh, guests, like Mike Clark, our uh, Patriots and Yankees fan. He's in there. Yeah. So, is that it, Akiva? NFL's finally back. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to do the weekly podcast. Uh, I'm so, you know, Mal- here's, here's what I have to say. I'll get you fired up. Probably not. Malcolm Gladwell said five years ago that the NFL and football won't exist. It'll be illegal. It won't exist anymore in 25 years. Five years ago. We got 20 years left. Let's make the best. (laughs) Let's make the most of every single minute of these last 20 years, Chester. (laughs) There's 256 games this year. Let's watch all 256 of them. Well, tonight I'm going to uh, Louis C.K. at Madison Square Garden, so I will be missing game one of 250. Well, listen, <laughs> DVR it. Don't check no, your I, phone. I am, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to DVR it for sure. But don't check your phone and then watch the game when you can say, ooh, who's going to win? Yeah. All right. Okay, I, keep, I will speak to you next week. What's my? I don't even know my sign-off nowadays. We haven't been doing it because I haven't been staying for the yeah. end of the podcast. Yeah. That's true. We're going to sign off from the end of the podcast. Bye. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.